How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. For the Carolina Panthers, obviously the big thing on their to-do list, who's going to be their quarterback? Hard to imagine any quarterback going into a, a better situation where the head coach knows the quarterback position, has nurtured the quarterback position, and obviously has had a lot of success there. As far as the other side of the ball, what the Carolina Panthers have done during this process is also interview several defensive coordinators, some of the top names, including Vic Fangio, Chris Richard, Marquand Manuel, uh, some of the really top ones. As Ian Rappaport from NFL Network on the Carolina Panthers building their staff, Frank Reich, the former Bills quarterback, as uh, the new coach of the Carolina Panthers, still some other teams looking for new coaches in the offseason hiring cycle. Happy Friday. Thanks for hanging out with us. We are talking about your Buffalo Sabres and uh, where your excitement level is about this team now. Are you fully back? You were probably broken uh, by some stretch of or combination of Bilesman, Housley, Kruger. Are you all the way back as a Sabres fan? Uh, indications are that you actually look forward to them playing their next game that you are emotionally invested in said game and or you are watching the out-of-town scoreboard every night to see what the Penguins and the Capitals and the Panthers and all the Islanders and all them are doing. 803 to join us on that. We will have more Hockey Talk coming up um, 7.30. Paul's going to join us. And uh, if there's anything else you want to get to, we're going to talk about the NFL playoffs a little bit here. you got some Bill stuff you want to get to. That's fine. Phone lines are always open for you to join us at 803 all right. So you hate the Bengals, huh? I'm, I'm, I've, You've come funny. all the way to hating the Bengals. I was thinking about this this morning, actually, because I figured you know we were going to be talking about this game. And someone asked me yesterday, who are you rooting for? Kansas City and Cincinnati. And it would have been the Bengals. But every time they open their mouth since they beat the Bills on Sunday and the week has gone on, every time they open their mouth, they make me angry. Now, my gut usually, so I'm sitting here telling you, I don't know what's going to happen Sunday. I go into some games sometimes where I don't necessarily have a strong rooting interest. My gut tells me, as the game starts, it tells me who I'm rooting for. As I sit here today, I'm going to tell you I'm probably going to be rooting for the Chiefs on Sunday. I got no choice. It's blame the Bengals. I would have rooted for Cincinnati. I rooted for Cincinnati last year against Kansas City in the playoffs. I was very glad to see the Bengals come back and win. I, I had tweeted out during the, somewhere in the KC Jacksonville game, I reached my breaking point. I'm done with the Chiefs. This is how bad the Bengals are this week. Eli Apple and Mike Hilton and get your refunds and all this other garbage. I, I can't root for the Bengals on Sunday. They're making me angry. 
I have to default to the Kansas City Chiefs. So I'm going to root for the Chiefs on Sunday. That's my plan right now. Maybe I'll feel differently at 6.30, but I can't. I can't root for the Bengals. They're annoying me. The Bengals are a lot of liking Burrow and not liking the rest of the whole you know, operation. Like Zach Taylor didn't make any fans when he started talking about the ticket stuff. Yeah, We mentioned during the week, he admitted to scouring the internet yeah. for stuff to Always motivate looking his team. For, and I get that. I know this is how... Look, last week the whole ticket thing was stupid. But I get it. Mentally, right? Teams sure. do this. They have to do us against the world. They're counting you out. I don't know why you have to do that for a playoff game, but they did. But it's really annoying. And yeah, I, I just... I don't know. They've gone from likable to unlikable like that in the span of a few days. Now, you could say this way. There, there always needs to be a good villain. You know, for years it was New England and Belichick and Brady. Maybe Joe Burrow and the Bengals are moving into a villain role because I'm not happy with anything I've heard from them since they beat the Bills the other day. I just don't think they're oper- They're just a little too cocky for my liking. Yeah, see, unfortunately... You like you eat that stuff up. I know I, that. I, I like cocky. So that's why I'm, I'm not surprised. I do. Yeah. The, th- the other thing is, I'm not so mad about their bulletin board material about the ticket stuff, because everybody does dumb bulletin board material yeah. stuff. Yeah. So that one was just directed at the Bills, who are experts at avoiding bulletin board material, right? The Bills don't talk. They don't yeah. put stuff out there that people, teams, latch onto, so... For Cincinnati to have latched onto that, which wasn't even within the Bills' control. That's the frustrating part. Sure. The Bills did not unilaterally decide to sell tickets. So they got mad and they got bulletin board material against the Bills, which, of course, like, did it mean anything? Probably not. But that was something the NFL did. And, you know, meanwhile, the Bengals, before the first matchup, the Monday night game, Tyler Boyd's talking about how the Bills' defense is basic. Joe Mixon says, we're the big dogs in the AFC. You know, like, you've got a, a team over there that's not afraid to puff its chest out and say we're great so they do welcome your challenge and the bills quiet humble and hungry mm-hmm. so that might have been why it bothered me for the ticket stuff but the rest of it you know howard wouldn't it take who's got the game it's 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 romo and nance right yeah. okay yeah. by the way willie gay from the chief said quote there's nothing about the Bengals' offense that is impressive love it that's great <laughs> let's be honest so they're chiming in a little bit true or false if this game were on NBC, yeah, you would make it five minutes into Collinsworth talking oh, about God, Mahomes I, I, and I then know. switch allegiances. I, could, I don't think I would just go find network radio. Collinsworth I, on I, Mahomes is next level tough. I think. Look, I've always felt. I think fans go overboard when they start talking about well, so and so, the national announcer is always rooting for the other team. I do. My wife does that. You know, my wife thinks everybody hated the Bills on network telecast, <laughs> right? And I'm like, well, you know, that's you're slanted. You look at it. Th- I get it. But Collinsworth, that last game, beyond over the top. Over the top doesn't do it justice. I'm I'm pretty easygoing when it comes to listening to announcers because, like I said, I think as a fan, you are clouded in your judgment sometimes. You may think every NFL network analyst is against the Bills. That's not the case. He went so far overboard on Patrick Mahomes. Like, it's just, it's, it's a little bit, I don't know, can I use the Brady analogy here? At some point, you know, Brady became holier than thou, and it just got really annoying. Like, yeah, I know, 
He's good. He's really good. He's the greatest of all time. They make it to the Super Bowl all the time. They've won all these rings, but at some point it became, guys, uh, he is human. He's not like, you know, godlike. The way Collinsworth operated the other day, it was like Mahomes is being godlike. That's why I said it's just really hard for me to, to watch this game. I mean, it's going to be painful because the Bills aren't playing. But I don't like, I mean, I, I want to have like a rooting interest. I don't want to sit there like a lump of clay unemotionally. In, like, what, what fun is that? I've mm-hmm. got to get into the game. I need something. And I think the Bengals are turning into villains. Which, you know, again, you don't mind. Which might be good. Every, you know, every sport needs a villain. Why not? You need somebody to dislike. Well, Cincinnati has quickly become that team. And I didn't feel that way last year. You know, I, I them beating Kansas City, I'm an AFC guy, rooted for them against the Rams. Joe Burrow, great story. Loved watching him at LSU. Fantastic quarterback. And they're fun to watch in their offense. And Zach Taylor, who was on the, what, the hot seat two years ago. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of reasons to, and that franchise, they've never won a Super Bowl. You know, for a long time, they were a laughingstock franchise with their owner, and now they're where they are. And I'm like, well, normally I'm all in for that story, but they're just acting like jerks, in my opinion. Well, there's two ways to go in all in in for that story. One, you want the team that's never won it to win. Two, I usually do that. You don't want someone that's never wanted to win it before you. Yeah, I'm not as big on that line as I know some fans are like that. As the Browns made the playoffs, and we talked about the Browns, there are plenty of fans around here that do not want the Cleveland Browns to get a Super Bowl before the Bills. The and the Bengals, <laughs> the Bengals to get one before the Bills, I don't have any doubt that if they make it through this game and get to the Super Bowl again, yeah. it'll be NFC. Yeah, I don't, I, that's not as big a deal for me. The only, actually, the only team I might think of is Minnesota, so the Bills aren't the only 0-4 Super Bowl team. Yeah, fair. I really don't think of like if the Lions made it to the Super Bowl or the Browns or any of these teams. I don't typically look at it and go, no, not them. The Bills have to come first. So I am more the first example. I'm very much, you know, I'm always, almost always on board with this. They've never won it before. Good for them. I'm just, shut your traps. You know, they're just, that get your refunds thing really ticked me off. It just it, really bothered me. Yeah. I guess at that point, I'm wondering, who do you want to root against more in the Super Bowl? Or yeah. is there no difference? Yeah, no, that's a good question, Joe. Because that might be the team I want. I care more about the Super Bowl if there's a team in it that I'm actively like, oh, I can't stand it. And if they you win. could be really crossed up because you might. You got to bet. He's got to. No, the bet's no, over. The bet's oh, over. that's right. You lost. He right? lost the yeah, bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But he's got to root against Kyle Shanahan and the Niners. That, yeah. Oh, because you're a fraud thing? You know, yeah, he's just a just, hater. Yeah. I'm a hater. Right. Oh. It's not even. I can't even call them frauds anymore. I'm just a hater. Hater. I, yeah. I will probably root for the NFC team in the Super Bowl, regardless, because. I don't like Kansas City or Cincinnati particularly. So I'll root for whoever comes out of the NFC. I don't even know who. Phillies won the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. San Francisco's won 8 million of them. So really, the Super Bowl matchup is going to be <laughs> in terms of who I root for. I don't know how many Bills fans put, put this into the equation. I, sometimes I'll step back and look, okay, if I wasn't a Bills fan, who would I be rooting for? If I, if I had no allegiance at all, I was a, team of an, a fan of an NFC team. Oh, I know. And for oh, okay. me, it's easy. I'd be rooting for the Chiefs. Just because Mahomes, I think, is yeah. insane to watch. I would be if I wasn't a Bills fan. I'd be rooting for the Bengals. Franchise has never won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Good for them. They've been around a long time. Blah blah blah. Whatever. You know. Uh, yeah, I would. Root, I was just trying to think of like how many you know championships have Cincinnati. They haven't won since the Reds won in what I don't know eighty nine ninety whatever. I would root for the Bengals if I was not a Bills fan. I can't now. I just. 
I'm really annoyed by how they've acted since that game was done. I don't even mind the Burrowhead comment. That's actually kind of funny. But, you know, all the other mm. stuff really bugs me. Burrowhead's funny. Burrowhead Stadium. It's pretty good. Moved the needle for me. Yeah. I didn't even know about that. You told me about that, and I immediately, I just can't help it. Ooh, <laughs> I, like, I like Cincinnati a little bit more after summer. Who, who said that? Mike Hilton? Mike Hilton. Who's Mike Hilton? They're nickel corner. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Adel, I'll get the exact quote. I just saw. I know he said something. If about it belongs in a wrestling promo, I'm gonna like it. <laughs> there should be more wrestling promos in pro sports. Yes, by there the should. Way. You know, it's Everyone's like I'm so afraid. When I watch Raw, sometimes I fast forward through the matches just to get to the promos and the trash talking. Uh, let's go to. Jo- we'll get connected with our fans. We'll go to John in Detroit. You're on uh, WGR. Go right ahead. You know, being back in with the Sabers, and and that happened. I had season tickets for years. I moved overseas, still followed the Sabres through this horrible, horrible time. Um, and I, I, late last year when I saw what was going on with these young players all coming of age at the same time, I said now's the time. So I actually jumped back in and bought season tickets, even though I leave, live in Detroit. Actually, I'm retiring today and moving back to Buffalo. Huh. Um, and I can't wait to see the, the rest of the season. And, yes, I follow the every game. I look at the, every game coming up during the day and say, all right, who do I want to win in this game? You know, so the Sabres will be better in the standings. Watch the end of games on, on the uh, NHL app. All that stuff is happening. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about this team. I wouldn't say it reminds me of 05, 06. It kind of makes me think of what 04, 05 would have looked like if there had been a season for the Sabres, a team that's just about to come of age. They are, they are going to be a dominant team. They're, they're missing maybe one more veteran forward, another player somewhat like Alex Tuck. But I love where they are. And by the way, I love what they did with Olsen on the power play last night. I know it happened because um, the injury to, to Cousins. But I've been wondering why they haven't put Olsen on the opposite side of the power play away from uh, Thompson so he can have a one-timer if they're going to you know, pinch up on Thompson on, on the other side. It didn't happen the way when he, you know, he, it didn't happen that way. But I could. Oh, I think we lost. Cut him out. Yeah. No, it's it's. Uh, I came in this morning. I'm getting ready for the show. I'm going through headlines, try, trying to put the update together. And when I see the NHL scores and go, ah, oh, Pittsburgh, Washington went to overtime, and I get angry. It's a good sign. Yeah, it means you're all the way back in. You know, as he mentions 0506 and what it might look like if there was a season the year before. That's true. Like we we did see the Sabers were kind of coming into something. We didn't yep. know how electric it would be in 0506. And then the question, the other part of what he says, like, oh, they might be missing one more veteran this. It is tough to figure out what they're missing. Another defenseman? Another defenseman. You know. A, a true top A-plus goalie. Mm-hmm. And they're missing two years' worth of just, like, put it in the oven and let it go. Like, yeah. let, it, let, it, let it bake, percolate. Right. Whatever. Yeah, Paterka getting more games. Give it some time. Quinn getting more games. Power whatever. and Darlene becoming two of the best ten defensemen in the league, which Darlene already is. I'm going to say, you sure they're not there is, yet? I don't know how far away Power is. He's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of is maybe they want to get another defenseman, a guy they either they pop in the top four and drop Yokohara down to 5-6, I guess would be the most likely choice, or the Timo Meyer thing is a big discussion this week, right? So maybe they want to do something like that. Um so Mike Hilton, just so you know, it was Mike Hilton, um, after they beat the Bills, NFL Films cameras were rolling, and he said something, I guess, after that game about, you know, Burrowhead, going to Burrowhead Stadium. Said he knew it was going to ruffle some feathers, but, you know, whatever. He wasn't particularly concerned about it. 
that's that's okay. That's that's funny. You get the refund stuff wasn't funny. Aren't you um, just mad that we didn't that the Bills didn't win? We couldn't have called it like Allen Head Stadium. Yeah. Well, it that, is in the regular season. Yeah, you know, <laughs> won, won back there to back twice. Regular season games. We there. could we could have just done that. Yeah, missed out on that. Oops. Uh, DJ in Lockport, you're on WGR. Go right ahead. Hey guys. Well, first off, the Super Bowl to me, you got to root for the Niners. I know they've won a bunch, but any team that could put championships on the board and contend with the Patriots and and and, and pop them down a peg to me is where you're going to go with that. That's just the way I feel about that one, but. I wanted to talk about Alex Tuck. Has the guy had a bad game yet in this uniform? I mean, he he's just a solid rock on the ice. He's smart. He's a playmaker. If you think about that 05-06 team, is he not the Chris Drury and almost a Briere mixed together? Like, how is he not the captain of this team next year? I know we got the lean. I know we got a few other guys, cousins, whatever. But to me, it all started when Tuck was traded to this team. I feel like they kind of personified that guy's just go, go attitude. It was almost like a, a charming smugness to their game. They knew they were good, and when Tuck got here, to me, that's when it all started changing. And I, I'll hang up and listen, but, I mean, has he had a bad game yet in this uniform? I, I, don't, I can't remember one that he's had that you thought, man, Tuck really had a, a bad one tonight. So I'll hang up and listen, guys. Go Sabres. Captain conversations are always so interesting because sometimes you, like, you would think about Darlene or Thompson or Cousins – Right, is cousins? Yeah. It after Tuck is done, or and I never think the teams do that. They make captains really young. I mean, cousins, if he were to be named the captain next year, would be a young captain. Yeah. But he wouldn't even be close to the youngest captain, not even in franchise history. Never mind league history. Captains are young cornerstone pieces, and they could throw an A on a number of jerseys. I mean, do they do it on someone that represents what growth, work, complete game? Yeah. I you know I think you but by the way you can be a leader on the team you don't need to wear yeah, the seat. Yeah. I mean I but, again I don't, I don't get as wrapped up in but it's always a fun conversation and if nothing else it reveals what they think yeah and I understand the significance of that but there are talking cousins would come to mind assuming they move on and you know they have to find a new captain next season I I don't think it's as big a deal because you could put a letter on a handful of guys on this roster Darlene could do it Tuck could do it cousins could do it. Um, I would bet heavily on Darlene being the next captain on this team. I'm fine. Fine with that. I mean, the way he has risen, his game, his leadership, his ability on the ice, all the things, you'd, the work ethic, all the things you'd want in a, quote, leader of your team, he's got all that down. And it would, like, it's it's not the same as, like, when they made Eichel captain because of how early that was. It would feel like, all right, this is your team. Like, it, he's and he's earned that, I think. Oh, absolutely. He's earned the fact that, like, okay, this is your team. So, like, I think it would be Darlene, but you're right. There's four guys maybe you could argue for. 803-0550 to join us. We've got phone lines open. If you want to get in, we'll talk more about the Sabres in a moment. Paul Hamilton on the way on WGR. Olsen carries it down. Darlene up top. Shot deflected on net. Tuck can't get it. Olsen scores! Bottom of the... Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this... Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during time. 
terms of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Circle near side, that puck popped right onto his stick, and like lightning, it goes into the back of the net to put Buffalo up three to nothing. Power play goal for Victor Olofsson and Dan Dunleavy on the call will make that one of the moments of the game from last night's victory. The moments of the game brought to you by Firth Jewelers for all the moments in your life go forth to Firth. We're going forth to the uh, Western Hotline. Mr. Paul Hamilton standing by. His article on last night's victory is available at WGR550.com. Paul's report brought to you by Equitable Advisors. Thinking about today, planning for tomorrow. And by Relax Honda. Relax, we got this. What do you say, P. Ham? How you doing? Hey, guys. How are you? I am great, Paul. The Sabres are awesome. Like, like, I actually look forward to watching their games. I am emotionally invested. I yell at the screen. I yell at the out-of-town scoreboard on three-point games. I'm doing all the stuff like I did ten years ago, Paul. Didn't you, didn't you yell at the screen when Kruger was coach? Yeah, but for different reasons. I, I yell at the screen <laughs> in good ways. Like, like I exclaim, holy bleep, when I see the Thompson goal, the play that leads to the Thompson goal. It's good screaming, Paul. Yeah, uh, Connor Hellebuck is one of the best goaltenders in the NHL, and you see him sliding into the corner uh, because he gets <laughs> deked out of his jock as he's going around. And it, it was it was almost funny to watch just to see. You could imagine what the expression on his face was under the mask as he's sliding out of the crease and watching Thompson get the puck and nothing he could do. Uh, you know, as Thompson pops it into the empty net, it was just just a crazy goal. What a play, Paul. I mean, I think just the way that – I mean, first they break the play up in their own end. I think it was Tuck maybe that starts the play. But then the passing, mm-hmm. I thought – honestly, I didn't even think about Thompson. Skinner makes that pass to Tuck, and I'm thinking, wow, that's beautiful. He's just going to redirect that. And then the drop pass was a thing of beauty. The The cohesion – the chemistry, the way these guys work together, and it's not just that line. I'll follow it up after this. But the way they work together, that was a beautiful play from start in their own end to finish. And they just know where each other are going to be. Yep. That's the thing. I mean, now, Hellebuck had stoned the Sabres a couple of times by you know getting over and giving them really nothing. Thompson, 
for one early in the game. You know, tried one of his moves, but it was he was right there, and he's just so big. There was just no net for him to shoot at. And I think Tuck might have gone to school on that, knowing that, okay, you know, he's coming over, and he's coming over hard. And if I can get the puck back to the middle of the ice, I know that's where Thompson's going to be. And we're going to get a great scoring chance because I'm not, I have no chance where I am, you know, because he's coming over. He's too, he takes everything away. So I have no chance to score here. I'm going to put it back in the middle. And it's it just, they know, I don't even know if he had to look to see if he was there. I think he just knew he was there. And, and it, it's not just them. I think you saw it last night. How many times, whatever line was on the ice, and I'll include the defense pairs too, right? The times they got set up in the offensive zone and had tape-to-tape passes. I mean, it's really cool. Like, wasn't too many years ago, under mm-hmm. previous head coaches not to be named, that we would sit here and look at this team and go, they can't even make two passes together. And now they just have a cohesion. They, they have the ability to operate as a five-man unit, and it looks really smooth. Yeah, the passing used to be embarrassing. I would sit there and say, these are NHL players. Are you kidding me? They can't, they can't complete one pass that's tape-to-tape. I'd go to practice, and it was laughable to watch drills. They couldn't get through drills because they couldn't pass the puck to each other. I mean, it was like, are these guys NHL players? Are you kidding me? I've seen junior teams and college teams pass better than this. You know, and and now to see what they do now and uh, the the talent of some of the folks that they have on this team, it's it's like night and day. It's like... (laughs) Here, here we are celebrating a team that can actually pass the puck, and we're yeah. talking about an NHL team. <laughs> you know, and the other thing, too, I, I said to Jeremy, um, I was on TSN's website yesterday, right, before the game was played, and this is not the first team that has said this. They had a little preview of the Sabres-Jets game, and in it was the Jets players talking about how we have to try and stop the skilled and speedy Sabres. And I just, you know, again, look at the world we're living in, Paul. The Sabres are now the team. How many times did we used to say, well, they don't have speed, they can't keep up, da-da-da-da. Now they're the team that other teams are saying, we've got to find a way to slow these guys down. And it was evident, again, last night, Winnipeg couldn't stay with them. You could see the game in Buffalo where yeah. Winnipeg won that game, but the Sabres were the better team. Winnipeg's goaltender stole a game for them. The, the Jets didn't know what to do with the Sabres' speed then. So you knew that you know if the Sabres could get it going in Winnipeg, that the Jets would have all sorts of problems with it, and they did. I know the score was 3-2, to two, but, folks, that was a dominant performance. The Sabres dominated that game. And... The fact the Jets scored, they scored on a six-on-four. They were on a power play in the, with the goaltender pulled, although the, the guy who came out for the goaltender wasn't into the play yet, but it was a six-on-four. And they scored on a six-on-five. So both goals came with the goaltender pulled. Uh, it was I, I kind of felt bad for Comrie because here he is in Winnipeg facing his old team, hasn't won a game since November 2nd, and he loses his shutout then after playing a nice game, you know, and – and uh, still, I'm sure he's very happy he won the game. But uh, Jeff Skinner, when you come down on, a, on an empty net in <laughs> 3-1, yeah. would you shoot the puck? <laughs> Just shoot the puck. Because, honestly, that almost cost him. Yeah, I know. Because yeah. that could have made it 4-1. to one. Right. And next thing you know, it's 3-2 to two with 41 seconds left. And that could have cost them. I mean, in a game that Buffalo absolutely dominated. So I know you're trying to be nice. And that's really cool that you want to be nice to one of your teammates. 
Just shoot the puck into the empty net. Let's you know. Let's go on to Minnesota. All right. So there was one time I yelled at the at the, the TV last night in anger. Um, <laughs> Owen Power. You know, we we we've talked a lot about Darlene and you know in the Norris Trophy discussion and and how he's just controls games now. How impressed are you? I know he was the number one overall pick, right? And he and and you know destined for stardom, number one overall pick. Played at this great collegiate hockey program, but still, Paul, to come in at his age. And to have the the ice time he gets, the responsibility he gets, and now he seems to have gone to another level. And it's amazing how comfortable in his NHL skin or skates he is at a very young age for defensemen. Power and Darlene are very different in the way they play, but look at how much trouble Darlene had being in the same position yeah. as a rookie, even his first three years, I think we can say. But, again, Darlene's trying to get to a different game than Power is. But still, I mean, Power, as comfortable as he is playing, and, you know, he had to find his way too, but in different ways. I mean, he still was playing well as he was finding his way. Where I think Power was trying to find his way was offensively, and you could see it coming for about the last month. You could see how he was getting into the zone and getting part of the of – the, uh, of the forecheck and, mm-hmm. and getting opportunities, and it wasn't going in for him. But you could see it coming, and now all of a sudden he scores in three consecutive games. And But I'm not surprised, only because he was getting opportunities. Even the, the first game he scored in, he had just missed the net on a great opportunity right before, you know, the period before uh, that, that he had produced a good scoring chance. So... You know, he's getting, because of injury, right away, he was getting like 25 minutes a game. Because, uh, you know, Samuelson got hurt pretty quick into the season, and then Yoki Haru got hurt, and they needed him. But they weren't afraid to do it. They wouldn't wouldn't, uh, heap that on him if he he couldn't handle it. And for the most part, he handled it very well. And it it is amazing to see what he can do as as a rookie in the National Hockey League. This team's road record is getting to an absurd point. Um, 12-2-1 in their last 15 road games, Paul. Why? Why are they so successful on the road? I mean, that's crazy good. It's it's hard to explain. And, and I know Jeremy asked Don Granado yesterday the same question. And Don kind of said the same thing. It's difficult for him to explain. It's just um, they, they enjoy like the big moment type of thing. And, and they go into buildings that are alive, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and feed off of it. And, and, and that, that's, you know, that's what they've gotten in some of the places on the road. They've beaten the top teams in the Western Conference, Dallas, Winnipeg, uh, Vegas, Colorado, uh, Edmonton, Calgary. You know, they've beaten the, some of the best teams in, in hockey right now on the road. Now they're going to get an opportunity to do some of that in the Eastern Conference. The Eastern Conference wins they have on the road are mostly the lower teams other than Washington. They did win in Washington. but uh, And Boston. Boston sorry, yeah. Boston too. But a, a lot of the, the top teams they haven't been able to beat yet in the Eastern Conference where wow, they're ripping through that Western Conference. It's just, it's just crazy how good they are and – I don't know. Maybe do, do they sneak up on some of the Western Conference teams because they don't see them much, and and this is the new and improved Buffalo Sabers, and I, I know Winnipeg. Their coach said that the game in Buffalo, he felt his team took the Sabers lightly, 
and and it almost cost them if it wasn't for their goaltender. He goes, well, they, we didn't deserve to win that game, and he thought maybe they they took them lightly. So maybe teams like you know Winnipeg and Vegas and you know Dallas that don't see the Sabers a lot, maybe they're not thinking of them in the in the fa- in the way they should be thinking of them. Again, I'm just kind of throwing darts here. I, yeah. I just trying to figure out because it is crazy lately on the road just how well they've done and uh it do- it just doesn't phase them at all. I mean 12 2 and 1 yeah. in their last 15 road games and 15 7 and 1 overall. I I said, you know, I was worried about this trip when I when I looked at the schedule last week, we you know, they're in this stretch of 13 games in 22 days and this is the final week of this crazy stretch and you look at it and you go, great, four road games in six nights. The the top three teams in the Central Division are in this list as well. Two of the better teams in the NHL in Dallas and Winnipeg. And I was really worried about it because I thought, what are they going to have left? Three and zero. Oh. I mean, it's I, I, full full marks. I'm I'm super impressed by, of course, how the season has gone, but even the tail end of this crazy stretch of hockey that they've been able to come up with the performances. And they're not like playing badly and just you know getting lucky. They're beating teams. And it doesn't make sense how they've handled the stretch. In the beginning of the stretches when they were losing. They were bad, right. And then as they should be getting tired and getting worse yeah. because it's, it's, it's really grueling because it is really grueling. They're not practicing at all, which helps, you know. Yeah. And they're getting better. I mean, here they are, one more game left in 13 games in 22 days, and they're 7-4-1. and one. Yep. Howard, if you would have said to me before that first Minnesota game, because it's the two Minnesota games where yeah. it starts and finishes, you know what? If they could go 7-4-1, would you take that? Absolutely. Absolutely, I would have signed up for that. Especially and, after you and, tell me they lose five of the first seven games in the stretch. Yeah, I absolutely would sign up for that in, in this type of a schedule. You just don't see schedules like this that are in the middle of an Olympic year or something like this. And, and – uh yeah, to be seven four and one, especially the way it started, I think is is just amazing for this team. All right, Mr. Hamilton, thank you. As I got to ask him about his trade rumor, not quite a rumor. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, Paul. One one thing we talked early early in the show, I said, you know, things are real when Paul is openly <laughs> suggesting that you know maybe one of their young prospects could be moved out in a trade. I, I heard you mention Jack Quinn, not to you know necessarily single him out. But just the but, idea that you're opening up to the idea of what they could do and how the build could take its next step. But we've talked a lot about what kind of trade would Adams be looking for. Well, now maybe we can put a few names to it. You know, Timo Meyer, I think, is a, is a perfect example, uh, you know, at 26 years old. Here's a guy, and I think it's actually what, the reason I brought him up is you've got to give something to get something. Mm-hmm. So it's actually not – I'm down on Jack Quinn. It's actually, I really think Jack Quinn is really good, and maybe he would be a piece that could get you, Timo Meyer, because you're going to have to give up something like that. And I think if they can get a 26-year-old who last year scored, what, 35 goals, and this year has 28 goals in 49 and is not one of the munchkins, is 6'1 and 220, can play at both ends of the rink, what you've got is... Quinn, who I think is going to be a very good player, but the you know has a lot of promise and I think has a lot of talent, but it hasn't come out yet. He's still finding his way. You would get a player in return who you know, you you know he's good. He's gone through this whole process, and if what Adams is trying to do works, 
is going to be a big part of it down the road. He's not going to be, well, he's going to be gone once the Sabres are fighting for, uh, you know, a Stanley Cup championship the way Adam sees how this is going to go down. So, all right, what's it going to take to get him? Probably a very good prospect and probably a number one pick, you would think. Mm -hmm. That's the type of trade, though, I think they're looking for, is the, the guy at 25, 26 years old who can help now, can help later, and that maybe you're willing to give you know, give up one of your prospects. Maybe it's one of the three number one picks from last year. Um, somebody like that. Uh, you know, it's not going to be Cousins or Power or anybody like that, but if you're getting a player back like Timo Meyer then, all right, maybe it's got to be Quinn, or maybe it's got to be Paterka, or maybe it's got to be one of those three guys you drafted last year. To that point, Paul, the one thing I would wonder about a a move like Meyer, do you think they would bring somebody in and just make him the highest-paid player on the team? Yes. I mean, they would have to know because we're talking about a $10 million qualifying offer next, next year. So I think part of that deal would be you'd have to know you can sign him. You're not giving up Jack Quinn if it's going to be one year and you get a qualify, maybe you qualify him and then you can't sign him and he's gone. I just mean it from a standpoint of, do they feel like that would be, it goes over in the room. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, Hey, this guy just got here. And you know, sometimes that stuff can get sticky. It can, but I don't think, I don't know. When I look at this group, this group wants to win. And I think they would, they would welcome him with open arms. I don't think they really care or pay any attention to what each other are making. Like, you know, when, when Thompson and Samuelson and all those guys got, got their contracts, they congratulate them and say, great, you know, because Adams tells them, you know, you'll get paid. If you go out and earn it, we want to pay our own. Well, Meyer is not paying your own, but he would be if you trade for him. He becomes your own, yeah. you know, and then you're, you're paying one of your own type of a thing. So, no, I don't think there would be any jealousy or anything like that from this group. Because if Timo Meyer would make them a lot better, that's that's what they're all about. And I think they would be totally fine with that. All right, Mr. Hamilton, thank you, sir. Have a nice weekend. Take care, guys. Bye, Paul. Paul brought to you by Equitable Advisors. Thinking about today, planning for tomorrow. And by Ray Laxander, Ray Lax, we got this. If you're on hold, hang on. We're going to get a break. Come back. Taking your calls, 803-0550 to join us. WGR. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> it's Friday. All right, let's get to connected with our fans. 803-0550 to join us. And we're going to Nick and Elma. Nick, thanks for holding on. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T. P-U-R-O-A-I-R dot com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. 
We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. It's not Joe's fault. We never know what segment it is because we're always so late. <laughs> I, I didn't it might have been. This one wasn't that been It really might have been, been the 7.30 break. Yeah. It's not out of the question it's that it would happen. It's not impossible. When we're t- <laughs> Sorry. It could have been the 50-minute segment. Right. It could have been the 6.30 break. <laughs> it's, it's doable, actually. It's sad, but it's true. Nick, thanks for holding on. Go right ahead. <laughs> Hey, guys, I just want to get in on this uh, Bengals-Chiefs debate, sure. or not even debate. I despise them both. Um, Eli Apple, like, you'll one, talk all the smack you want if you feel so obligated, but DeMar Hamlin dig, it goes without saying it's a little too soon for that. And then, two, if you're going to make that edgy joke, be a man and own up to it. Don't just backpedal like a little girl. And not for nothing, you're terrible, Eli. So <laughs> maybe the worst corner in the NFL, laughing stock since you got drafted, maybe just shut up. And then with the Chiefs, I'm calling fraud watch on this Mahomes injury. <clears throat> you guys are all into fantasy. You know the dreaded term, high ankle sprain. Yeah. It's a four- to six-week injury. Right. He's practicing in full four days later. No, they're creating a narrative to like, you know, portray him as this warrior who will play through anything, and he'll win through anything, won the Super Bowl on a high ankle sprain. No. And you've also baked in an excuse for if he loses to Joe Burrow again. Hmm. I hate them both. I'm going to be pissed when one wins. I'm going to be, you know, happy that one loses. Go NFC. Go Niners. Go Eagles. Don't care which one. Neither of those two. Thank you. All right. You bet. Mahomes did practice in full. full. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. And he does have a high ankle sprain. Look. Right? He's he got was it. gimping around that game against Jacksonville. I mean, he was, he was, I don't know if he's selling it, but yes, when you, I was always under the impression you hear, like, high ankle sprain is the last kind of ankle sprain you want to hear about. Because that's like a really severe one. I, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe they are. I, I wouldn't necessarily say they're creating a narrative or an a insurance policy, if you will. If they lose, they'll blame it on the ankle. I don't know. Um, I'm going to root for a tie, and they play so long, the league calls it a tie and puts the Eagles and the Niners in the Super Bowl. Or puts the Bills in the Super Bowl and says, Kansas City and Cincinnati, you're both eliminated. Yeah, I don't know. I'll just, I think I'm rooting for the Chiefs on Sunday. Sad. 803-0550 to join us. Hey, when we get back, we have some football talk to get to. We're in off-season mode, and uh, the Bills are uh, in a little bit of a tight cap these days. They have some free agents. they got to create some cap space to try and do whatever they want to do in the off-season. We're going to delve into all of that. Contracts, free agents, cap, market value for Tremaine Edmonds, Jordan Poyer. That's a big one. I want to talk about the market value of Tremaine Edmonds because the linebacker position is so splintered by yeah. the like the pass rushing linebackers right. and the off ball linebackers. But like, the problem is they're grouped together for linebackers. purposes of the tag anyway. Yeah. The three four rush edge line they're all grouped together with, you know, a guy like Tremaine who plays in the middle in a four three. So we're gonna do that with Michael Genetti from Spot Track. He is coming up in a moment. If you're on hold, hang on. We're gonna keep taking your calls too on the Sabres. And who the heck are you rooting for in the AFC game on Sunday? Eight oh three oh five fifty to join us on WGR. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. 
Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.